If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back, man. The realest podcast ever, realest Patreon ever, realest platform ever. Um, this is the regular feed. Uh, shout out to everybody that came to see us in D.C. this past weekend. It was a vibe. We had a good time. We drank way too much liquor, had way too much fun. Can't say what Matt was doing because somebody from work might be watching this, yeah. but he had a good time, too. Uh, we're back here today, man. It's episode v- via anonymous. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're here back today, man. Episode two hundred and three. We have been uh, pumping these episodes out, um, and uh, you know, we're just trying to keep this content going, keep it consistent for y'all, and uh, you know, do the things that uh, you know and love TRPE for. I know y'all love it when we just do these uh, these two man, two and a half man episodes, Dan behind the camera, uh, where we just come on, you know, f- fill y'all in on all of the nonsense that's going on in pop culture and in the world at large. Oh, yeah. Give y'all some 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 education and some insight in the midst of it. Uh, but yeah, we know these are y'all favorite shows. So we had to make sure that we pump one out, uh, before the week was over. Um, and then also let y'all know, um, again, you know, if you wasn't in DC, you missed out. We had a super dope ass show. Uh, we don't know when or where these live show audios are going to land. So if you are in the particular market and you want to come vibe with, come catch a vibe with us, pull up, Come see us at these live shows. We got Wilmington this Sunday, um, May 22nd at the Queen. We already more than 50% sold out. VIP is completely gone. Shout out to all our VIP uh, people. You know, y'all do not play about us. Those are always the first tickets to go. Um, we got Church from the I Wild you, we podcast. We just need to make live us. shows all, all VIP. VIP. That's the only way it's going to just yeah. instantly sell out. It's sell yeah. out in two days. We yeah. make them all VIP. Everything is VIP. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> shout out to uh, Church for the Wild podcast. Molly, Nerd, uh, they're going to be joining us on stage. Um, we already putting together a structure of a nice Dope, interactive show, man. It's going to be crazy. Philly meets Delaware, and Delaware meets Philly, and all of that, man. It's going to be cool as shit. Um, so that's that, man. Uh, so get y'all tickets, officialtrpe.com. Uh, quick little tour break, about three weeks. We're going to be in Atlanta, June 12th. Uh, we got Trey Cheney from The Wire joining us for that show. Um, that's going to be dope. We're going to be going through the whole history of you know him on The Wire, uh, you know, interacting with Wood Harris, Idris Elba, all of the cast, uh, all the iconic moments and different things that happened on The Wire, him on Saints and Sinners. And then he's also starring in a new HBO series, uh, We Own This City, which is going crazy right now. Amazing show that's basically based around all of the corruption and the politics that was going on in the Baltimore City Police to the point where the federal government had to step in um, and uh, do qualified immunity or whatever and take over pretty much every case because the police department was so corrupt they couldn't be trusted to stand trial across the board. Like, not just certain... Uh, sectors of the police, the entire police department. So it's a crazy period piece um, basically talking about like basically a decade of real history that took place um, in uh, in Baltimore City history, man. That was, uh, that's, you know, that's crazy. And it's actually done by David Simon, the same person that wrote and produced The Wire. So if you watch the show, you see a lot of familiar faces in different roles. Like 
Marlowe, Jamie Hector, he's on there playing a homicide detective. Uh, one of the uh, homicide detectives is on there. He's the chief of police. Mm -hmm. So it's like you see all these familiar faces. Dookie is a cop. So it's like you see all these different familiar faces on the show to where it's like a callback, but they're in completely different roles. So it's a a, a very extremely well done show. It's done with HBO, so you know you know how high quality their shows are. And he's you know uh, Trey is one of the stars of that show too. So shout out to him. Shout out to everybody that's already got your tickets from Atlanta. Anybody that don't have your tickets, go to officialtrp.com right now. Hit the tour tab. Grab your tickets for that show. Yeah, the Sunday we'll be at the Queen. We will be at the Queen, man, shutting it down, man, doing uh, dope shit. We got a merch drop, too. We oh got yeah, uh, yeah. white and black T-shirts. Got the TRP, new TRPE logo on them, Jones. So these, uh, you know, when we do these merch drops for live shows, that's all it's for. It's not like a wide release. We're not putting it on T Public and all of that. So make sure y'all, uh, you know, pull up, get y'all some merch, man. We got fresh hats. Y'all asked for the all blue hat that Matt uh, was wearing at the live show in February. We produced some of those for y'all, more all black hats. And then we still got the green, the red, and then the all, uh, and then the blue and white too. So yeah. things are changing, man. We, uh, yes. we talked the other day about our Patreon and, uh, Patreon is going to be changing a little bit cause we're going to be adding more content now, more content going forward. Um, we're going to be adding a, uh, user submitted question show every week where y'all basically throw out what you want us to talk about. And adding that in there. And we also been discussing doing the live streaming from Patreon. Uh it's gonna be a lot of things, man, going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're 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 trying to get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, people trying to go to Miami. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. Basically going to another market. And uh feels good. You know what I'm saying? We're in a good spot, we're rolling. We got the formula down. People are walking up to me in the streets. Still not all the way good with that one, but, you know. We easing into it. We getting there. You know what I'm easing saying? We it. are getting there. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, you know, the other day I was in the gym, and I, I, I like, was 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 getting done, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to get back. You know what I'm saying? Because my back is still killing yeah. me. I'm just doing light cardio. I looked up to it. Yeah, Matt makes me sick in there. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> what are you doing? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like... So, you know, we're getting better with it, though. Yeah, you know for sure. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Um, you know, the last week, uh, it was a roller coaster. We had the Hennessy dinner. We had the uh, night market. We didn't really talk about the Overbrook night market. Uh, we, we didn't do a show since then, other than the live show. You're right. Yeah. Because we talked about it at the live. Yeah, we did. We did a show, but we did the Rico Mania show with Kev on Patreon, which is going absolutely crazy. People are like listening to it, taking vigorous notes. Yeah. We didn't do a regular show after that? No. Damn. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we had the over, we had the Hennessy dinner. Amazing. We talked about that. Um, we had the Overbrook. Um, no, we did. We talked about the dinner on the last show. We talked, we talked about, about the dinner. We didn't talk about the night market. The night market. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mixed um, the two up. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of content, so we're yeah, getting confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we uh, you know, the Overbrook Night Market was dope, man. It was, it was, um, it was, it was a, a lot of TRP supporters there. I was surprised how many it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking out in the crowd, and it's like you, you know, you see people walking by, nigga, fuck you in the podcast. But then you got other people that's like literally recording and reposting, chatting, Matt and official TRP, Big Dan it was Dan's birthday. It was a dope event, man. A lot of uh, black and brown faces, man. Everybody came out. Um, even even the little drillers with their tank tops and their ski mask yeah. on came out in the name of peace, got them some food. Well, some people got some food. Um, 
you know, my, all, pretty much all my family came. Both of my parents came. My, my sisters came. It was crazy. Like, so it, w- it was dope, man, to see, you know, everybody, uh, you know, pull up, can- come see us, man. Uh, Deke came straight from work, <laughs> uh, pulled <laughs> pulled up, uh, Saucy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Deke, man. That's my bro. I love him. Um, Dog, Saucy Deke is the loudest individual you've ever seen. Right in front of Dog, him. Dog, he be right here. <laughs> he be screaming. <laughs> Deke and Kalia could go back and forth, but like the loudest respective male and female when they on, they are crazy. <laughs> yeah. So the night market was dope, man. We did a quick little set. Um, that's you know that was the kickoff to the tour. Um, you know, like we said, we don't know. We got video, audio, everything. We don't know when or where this audio is going to land, but we putting something special together that I think makes sense. That us as a triumvirate are going to like figure all the way out, but okay. um. Yeah, it's don't look for it on no feed. Don't look for it on no Patreon. I think we're going to do something separate for the tour because it's something separate. And the people that, you know, pay their money to come see and leave, left with those gems and that exclusive content, y'all protect it because we're going to hold all of this and release it together as like a capsule at some point. In if the you future. was at the live show the other day, I got everybody paid with the with the whole bet shit. Literally. Definitely got everybody paid. Yo, hey, hey sh- a super drone, super drone. Like, like the, somebody in the in the audience during the uh, question drone was like, "Yo, Matt, you we need picks for the night. What's up?" And I'm like, "Shit, I like the Celtics over the Bucks. Motherfuckers felt a way about that." I'm like, "Yo, smoked them." I'm like, "It's Game Seven in Boston. I'm the Bucks. We just saw Giannis have fifty and twenty, and they lost by no ten. Loss, yeah. And I'm just like, I think it's it's over for them." Uh, I said the Celtics. I said the Mavs over the uh, Suns. And motherfuckers couldn't believe it. I'm like, dog. And I was like, honestly, I, I got Luka to score 35. You know the craziest part of it is? Of course, all that shit hit. Celtics won, Mavs won, Luka scored 35. So if you put that in as a three-teamer for $100, you made 700 You know what I'm saying? That's your money right there. But I'm like, Luka had 33. They was up 40. And I'm like, they're going to yank him. And literally, as I'm saying it, like, oh, he's going to finish with 33. He got the steal and laid the shit up 35, and they yanked him out. So I'm just like, damn, he actually hit it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had 27 at halftime. The Suns had 27 at yeah, halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, they're going to yank him sooner or later, especially off of the last shit. Remember when he got the strain? I was like, he's coming out of the game. I'm like, damn, he might not hit the 30. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's what I'm But here's the, here's the crazy part. If it was a game, Luca stays in. If it was an actual game, Luca stays in and he yeah. plays to the end. He finishes with 49. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But because they was up so much, there's no point. And that'd be the nutty part with betting. It's like when you take a player's over. I remember I had Joel Embiid in a game where the Sixers wound up being up like 34. And I had him to score 32. He had 30. And they yanked him out the game. It's just like, God damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that'd be the joint with the blowouts. Like, if you got a point over, it will fuck you up because they will pull. Yo. Oh, yo. <laughs> Somebody sent Doc a text message. Yo. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out to everybody who was there. That's one thing I want to see, too, is more crowd interaction when it comes to, yes. like, the crowd interaction for DC was amazing. Yeah, they they better than anything we've done. Whereas like they really had questions. They came and, with questions. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm talking to these niggas. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, but that's what you want. Yeah, you want that because then it gives you a chance to you know play off each other and go back and forth and give subtle little joints. Shout out all the people that literally came from out of town. We had people came from New York. We had people came from Baltimore. Mm. We had people came from other parts of Maryland. We had people come from Philly, from Dover, 
all over, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to my man, uh, Dakota. Him and his people came from New York. Um, shout out Sugar. And um, I'm not sure the gentleman name that was with her, but they came from, that's the Dover crew. They, every every TRP episode, they on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Patreon, everything. Yeah, so looking shout up, out to Looking them. up and seeing C. Ross. And I'm just like, what you doing here? He's like, well, shit, I'm here to party. You know what I'm saying? Seeing Mars. And party see- he did. Yeah. <laughs> You ended up with C. Ross yeah, after the yeah. live show. I'm like, what, I'm like, what's up with you? You like, I'm cooked. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go later. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Too much casa the night before. C. Ross was like, well, y'all with me. Come on, we out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, C. Ross, is, he's a fucking trip. He's an animal. The, um, But yeah, man, it was it was fun. It was a good time. You know what I'm saying? It was saying? great, man. I was, I was a little uneasy about the shit, but it was... It, was, it turned out great. turned out fun. It turned out really, really yeah. decent. So it was dope and to see. as much as we're, you know, with this tour, where we're trying to sell out every show and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, it's, it's as much about, and I said this at the show, it's as much about y'all as it is about us. Mm-hmm. We want this to be y'all moment to come talk to us. What do y'all want to know? What do y'all care about? What do y'all want to talk about? Like, and we want to make these live Just, shows as interactive as possible. I think the dopest part of it is being able to have people come and congregate and know dumb shit. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, that, like the night market the other day, when I walked up and I got there and I was just like, this is a lot people this is this is this is a bit much they had to counter terrorism cops out yeah. there they was like man and they and they listened to the show yeah one boy we'll talked to us like yeah man what time y'all doing y'all thing and maybe i had since four yeah. you know what i'm saying cop, waiting on y'all cop boy came up to me like no nah, i came and got this detail just because i knew y'all was gonna be out here i was like oh shit that's what's up man like, yeah no people people fuck with us man and you know we fuck with y'all we love y'all man we appreciate the love it's overwhelming because it's so much love in a row it's like yeah. consistent love and even and, uh, walking around the other up. night where, like, people was just like, yeah. yo, I fucks with the show. Like, people I never seen, didn't they? Like, yeah. the, the drillers was like, yo. Yeah. And, and I, I was saying the other day, like, that's a, I think I was talking to Jules about the shit. Where it's like, it's a wild, the, 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 the goings-ons of it. Where you got people who are literally, like, walking up to you from, like, all walks of life. Where, like. You had a woman that was in her 50s walking yeah. up. What time y'all? 8 o'clock, right? Yeah. Eight, all right, I see y'all up there. Yeah. Like, seeing, you know, like, I'm out there talking with Morgan, and, like, real-life politicians are walking up to me like, yo, I heard your show one of the times I was on my way to go to some Senate committee hearing, and I ever since then yeah. I've been a fan, and, you know, talking to people who it just – like what? And yeah. and like they like yeah no. When I'm taking my rides to the Capitol, you know y'all get me through the rides and da 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 da. Then turn around and you got like the drillers and they like yo man when ain't no drills y'all y'all like, y'all y'all y'all. <laughs> feel, when, we, when we not shooting, yeah this. y'all fill the space in per- <laughs> perfectly when ain't no drills. Like that shit is 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 wild to just have people from like completely different walks of life yeah. come up to you like yo you get me through my day and y'all put me on to this and literally I had a lady the other day come up to me and she was like yo like when you broke down how to go about the credit card point upgrade she's like I never really thought about that like yeah booking an economy ticket and just upgrading through points because she's like I always looked at it like shit you know get your credit card points and buy the ticket with that and I'm like no you actually get more value in the upgrade you know yeah. and she just shit like that you know having Kev on to fully discuss the RICO indictments where we're going through all of this and we, we low key, like, you know, we did some forensic analysis type shit. And on the spot. 
Because Kev is the number one lawyer in Philadelphia. Let's yeah. just throw that out there. Dunbar is also the number one lawyer in Philadelphia. But literally, in the midst of us going through that Patreon episode, like we're uncovering stuff and finding stuff to where it's like, this is why the state shouldn't be doing Ricos because how did three niggas on a podcast, well, two niggas and a lawyer, sit on a podcast and find this information? Yeah. It's my, crazy. My, home, my homie the other day was like, I listened to the, to the Patreon. Y'all had me dying. It was like... uh. Kev was like, he's the number one attorney, and Dunbar is also the number one, tur- one attorney. He was like, keep it real, who, who, who the better attorney? I'm like, honestly, whoever gets me my next wood seat <laughs> is the <laughs> best attorney in Philadelphia. All right, so there, there's an open challenge to both of yeah, y'all. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like, um, we haven't talked about the Patreon a lot lately, but I think we should mm-hmm. um, before we get into these topics. Um, it's a lot of information, a lot of resources on the Patreon, stuff that we just implicitly throw at y'all and then other stuff that's kind of like gems that come out in the conversation and stuff. Uh, shout out my man Taj Muhammad, Taj Ace on, on the gram. He hit me the other day and he literally said um, that $20 a month on Patreon was the best money I ever spent. I got about 65000 in credit since I joined that, John. Y'all really the goats of this shit. Y'all shit works so good. I got my mom and wife using this shit and they just got 25000 and eighteen k in with Navy Federal. I appreciate you and Matt more than I could ever explain. Keep being great. And it's like stuff like that that's like, yo, this show has evolved, and it's become a community. It's become a resource. It's become uh, a part of people's lives, man. And people, the people that are invested are benefiting from being a part of this community that we're building. And like I said, I can't – I say I thank, I thank y'all and I love y'all so much because I really mean it. And it's mm-hmm. like I just can't thank y'all enough for being so, like, dialed into exactly what it is that we're doing and being a part of this. Like, just just having, like, that, like, people that ain't afraid to just be like, yo, man, like, I didn't know about this. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't understand this. And just, you know, you got me looking at things where it's just like, you know, like, you know, I went up to my job the other day because I had to go and get, like, my medical paperwork or whatever, whatever. And the the overarching theme is like, damn, we didn't think we was going to see you no more. And I'm just like... Damn, real like I got that like a lot. Like, yeah. real, like my dispatcher pulled me to the side. I was like, "Listen, man, I know it's coming. Just be be gentle about it. Don't come in here like no way. You know, I'm like, nah, like, I ain't about to I'll let you down easy. He's like, nah, I don't want you coming here do no YouTube shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Dan with the yeah, camera, yeah, try go viral and shit. <laughs> right? Fuck y'all niggas doing it. I come in here with the five foot turtle and all, <laughs> go doing crazy shit. Like, nah, like nah. But um, you know, we've gotten to the point now where this is. It's a thing. It's a real live thing, yeah. and people are, are seeing it and viewing it and respecting it as such, and we're taking it a lot more serious. Like, I don't walk out the crib unbranded now. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed Yeah, like, it's, you know, and, and I feel decent about it. Like, it's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wear my hats, my shirt, you know, chains coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, this is... The chains is coming. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like this is our shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's our shit. It's our brand. It's something that we. Somebody last night tweeted, "You, you know, you really can't cheat the ten thousand hours." But it's like, yo, you put the ten thousand hours in, you can look up and and you know, I don't even necessarily know if we masters at this, but we closing in on four hundred shows. We really good. Like yeah. we we really really good. We really have gotten to the point where we can have a serious conversation. We can have a funny one. We can tell stories. We can give information. We can give insight. We can juxtaposition on several different things. We, you know, 
just look at the 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 guest range. Like you know, you you talking about a show where it's like, yo, we we literally have acted silly as shit with Crip Mac, and then got Chris Gotti to tell his life story from his perspective yeah. of beating the feds and going through building a hundred million dollar label. Then on the flip side, we've had a conversation with Tor where he's talking about you know rapping in a van with Meek to where now he's signing with dope shows. Then yeah. on the flip side, I've had a conversation, multiple conversations with Kev from all different legal standpoints. We've had conversations with Rob about sports betting. We've had conversations with the councilman and the, and the state rep about budgeting and, 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 community, and, and building. community building in Philadelphia. Like we've literally, you know, we've had big Dan on to, to discuss fucking sex pills, yes. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> which is a legendary episode. Like, you know, we, we've gotten to a point where, we know we have something. Yeah. You know, and at this point, it's like we have something. We have something special. We have something that people are really, really into and invested in. And now it's just all about packaging it all together to make this the thing. Yes, Instead absolutely. of a thing. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And being able to bring people with you, being able to do a live show where we can have one fam on, being able to do a joint show with you know, Molly and, 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 and nerd. And, you know, between me, I was thinking about the other day, like on some shit. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And I hope them niggas hear this. I don't even want to do like a regular show with, Nas, Feek, and Sticks. And I, I want to do a live show, show yeah. where it's like that's the moment where we're all together and being able to do TRPE, oh, yeah. Time to Office. Like, I want to do it in a live format. And, you know, just I got bigger visions than what we all doing. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I listen, I was in Dubai last week. Right. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about all kinds of crystals and, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, rocks and just all kinds of crazy shit. And, and then even potentially seeing like, you know, what Floyd is doing, um, you know, Floyd is Floyd, mm-hmm. but what he's doing as far as tapping into these international markets and being a draw there where it's like, you know, we have a base of people that listen to us in the UAE, you know what I'm saying? So where it's like, we're going to the world cup to cut content, uh, you know, around around the World Cup and uh-huh. you know what's going on in the UAE and all of that. Oh stuff. yeah, we got the we got we was on the ticket zone today and shit. So it's like they out there now. We just got to figure out what games we gonna do. Certain yeah. games are more than others. Mm-hmm. Like of course any of the Qatar games because you know it's in Qatar, so the Qatar team. But like uh, England, a couple of the USA games. Like you know the games is there and they not really even crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So and then like I said, we literally got like like. On some shit, we got, like, access to, like, two or three condos in the Pearl. Right. So, we ain't even got to worry about, like, where we staying and shit. Exactly. Like, so, it's like, we downtown, Prime Qatar, all we got to do is pull up. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's been a dope ride, man. And, you know, we five and a half years in on this thing, and it's just continuing to elevate. You know what I mean? And um, y'all are the biggest part of what we doing and why we're doing this. And, uh, like I said, the love is overwhelming. It's consistent love. It's one after another. Uh, but, you know, that's the fuel that we need to keep this train moving and keep, you know, keep elevating and keep going forward, man. So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And I can't thank y'all enough. Now, let's get into some of this nonsense. I think the biggest story right now that broke on the Internet in the last 24 hours is this little meat situation. Is it? Okay. Yes. At least in nigger news. Oh, yeah. I'm about to say definitely in, in uh, the nigger arena. Um. So essentially what's going on is little Meech walked himself 
into a Fed case. Okay. He didn't have to catch a Fed case. He wasn't doing nothing that he thought was federal. He just being a nigger, being an idiot. And he's walked to, he's basically leveraged his celebrity to the point where Jay-Z had a famous line um, on volume three. My face is like a coupon. Whereas basically it's like, I can leverage who I am in any situation to get shit done. Little Wayne took that line. <laughs> and in this situation, little Meech has transitioned from Big Meech's son. Let me see that little thing there. Oh, the, uh, the little the tongs. The little tongs. So little Meech has transitioned from just being Big Meech's son to being an actor, not an A-list actor, but an actor on a, on a hit television show. Mm-hmm. Number one show 10 weeks in a row, broke records on stars the whole nine. Because the story of BMF, and we covered it in detail, is so interesting and so enthralling that everybody wanted to see what's going to happen. Right. And he's developing as an actor. And he's basically <clears throat> used his celebrity to do nigger nonsense. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened is he goes into Hamav Jewelers um, in Miami and, you know, with the intention of, it's, 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 it's Richie Day. You know what I'm saying? I'm upgrading to the motherfucking Richie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm in the Platinum Prezi right now. This is cool, but I need the Richie. And he goes in there, and because of who he is and his level of celebrity and his affiliation and the fact that he's an actor on Stars and he's 50 Cent's adopted nephew and all of that, he's able to do some shit that me, Matt, and Dan can't do. He walks in, identifies a $200,000 plus uh, you know, item, says, hey, let me give y'all this. I'm going to hit y'all with the rest of the bread on the back end. They let him leave with the item because of his celebrity, because the thought process is ain't no celebrity about to burn us because of the negative publicity, the nonsense, and the potential criminal ramifications of what he's doing. But what do niggas do? Burn the plug. Burn the plug. That's what niggas' number one talent is burning the plug. And whether it be at work, whether it be with some work, whether it be some jewelry, whatever, niggas can't wait to burn the plug. Right. And in his burn the pl- first burn the plug moment that we know about, Big Meech, a little Big Meech's son, Little Meech, has decided I'm going to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. So he gets the he gets the he identifies the rose gold Richie that he want. Boom! He said, "I'm gonna give y'all this platinum Prezi as a down payment, 80k." Boom! He leaves with the Richie. He oh, he got a tab. He owed two hundred thousand. We don't know if he got busy, he wasn't paying attention, his work schedule, his host schedule. I don't know what happened, but he basically walked himself into a Fed case by not paying his $200,000 tab. And people are like, how is this federal? It's federal because once you cross certain financial thresholds, um, it goes from larceny to grand larceny, which reaches a federal federal, uh, level. So in him owing this amount of money, he now has two counts of grand larceny because one, you left with the watch and you never paid the two hundred grand, and then two, you took said watch that was the benefit of a, a, a larcenous situation and you traded it for another one. Oh, he traded the the, the, the rose gold Richie for uh I think might have one of like the other special edition Richies or whatever okay. a black black one with the Jamaica colors at or whatever at another store. Oh wow, not realizing like. These watches are assets. And it's like when you're acquiring mm-hmm. anything that's over a certain dollar amount, especially 280000 nobody's not just taking that like some willy-nilly, like, oh, I'll see them when I see them. Like, no, they're going to take every remedy they can to get their bread back. 
Right. Because the profit margin on a Richie might only be between five and fifteen thousand dollars. So not only am I losing my profit margin, I'm also losing the asset itself that I could have sold to another nigga had that two hundred plus thousand in working capital to go and buy more stuff to continue flipping and running my business. That's right. how business works. You got to constantly reinvest. So little Meech walks himself into this fucking fad case, gets locked up and. The main takeaway that I had is that he's not a criminal. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. This is just stupid because you work so hard. You go to acting classes for three years. You go live with 50 Cent. You fucking get on this show. The show comes out. It's a hit. Y'all start filming fucking season two, the whole nine. And it's like you want to keep up with the Joneses so bad that you walk yourself into a federal indictment. That was going to be, I guess, where I go next. I'm like, do you think the BMF money is done? It's cooked. You think? At the at the rate that he's spending money? No, 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 no. Not the show. Oh, the... Like the actual BMF money. I think the BMF money might have... It's been 20 years. It might have dried up by now. Okay. Um, there's an infamous uh, Big Meech uh, interview with Cavario on Vlad TV over the phone where he's talking about the fact that, you know, from behind the wall, I ain't never missed a Christmas. I ain't never missed a birthday. My, my, you know, my girl's still living good. My kids is situated, blah, 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 because he had that much money and that much infrastructure to where it's like niggas is stepping up and coming to the table on his behalf. Right. On top of the money that he might have had buried in a barrel or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. So it's like... For his son to basically come from this good stock where your father's a legend. He's an infamous legend, but he's a legend. You want to leverage that in the way of doing, like, an underhanded crime, like some slimy shit where it's like, I'm telling you I'm going to do this, but really my intention is to do that. And you take your good name that you worked the last four years to build and you just throw it all out the window because now that's a trick. Once you get charged, you can only pull that trick one time. And it's funny because I saw, you know, Twitter, Twitter, of course, is the land of ridiculous opinions. Yes. Somebody was like, um, well, shit, these jewelers just be so willy nilly with giving <sighs> young niggas jewelry. Look at how Icebox treats Lil Baby. I saw a video where Lil Baby was eating in there and they was like, can't nobody eat in Icebox but Lil Baby. And it's like, you don't think that's just like certain types of levels of autonomy that other people don't get? And I'm like, well, here's the thing, though. Little Baby probably pays Icebox. You know what I'm there's saying? There's also a video where Lil pretty- Baby. There's also a video where Lil Baby came in there with $2 million in a duffel bag. Yeah. I'm getting this for said. I'm getting this for this person. I'm getting this for these niggas. This is for Doug. This is for me. This is for my girl. This is for my sons. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So where it's like, little baby pays. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's cash on delivery. He don't even want to owe nobody nothing because that he has a certain level of character. And in coming from the streets, he knows that the implications to certain shit is, one, you don't use your legitimate success to do crime. And then number two, you don't walk yourself into no unnecessary cases because being young and black, you can end up cased up just for that alone. Shit, look at Gunna. Look at Gunna. Like, he, just for affiliation and wearing jewelry and this and that, being in the car, he didn't walk himself into a fucking indictment. Being right. a being an artist. Right. So it's like, you look at that and it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't do no shit like that to where you create a case for yourself. It's hard enough being a young black man and being successful and having some face and some name recognition. You don't walk yourself into no goddamn fed case. And that's the difference between a little baby and a little Meech because little Meech is a square. He's a square from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He ain't from Detroit. He ain't from motherfucking, uh, uh, who needs an alarm in the morning? 
when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. L.A. and all that shit where his uncles were set up at. He, he has grown up and lived in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. His mom works for American Airlines. He is a square. So what do square niggas start doing when they get when they young and impressionable and they getting around motherfuckers that got shit that they don't got? They start leveraging and trying to find an angle to try to acquire the shit that these other niggas got as opposed to waiting their turn. Every single week on the gram, I see little Meech with a new piece of jewelry. I'm like, well, how much does stars pay this nigga? How much mm-hmm. is 50 paying this motherfucker? Like, how, how much does a hit show pay? I know Angela Bassett getting 400K an episode for 911 on Fox, but I know you ain't getting that because you ain't Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. So it's like you find yourself in this precarious, weird-ass situation where now you got to pay the money for sure, plus damages. Kev just covered that on the Rico Mania show right. where it's like damages is times three now. So you're going to end up having to pay 600K for trying to get over on 200K Plus the potential thing of where if a mob jewelers is really and the feds is really like, no, we want to really like punish this nigga. You end up on fed probation and some goofy shit. And it's like the last thing you want to do is get a federal, uh, 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 get a, uh, a F1 on your record over some, some deceptive BS. Like it's just dumb. Yeah. It just. Knowing, knowing what we know now after doing the Rico Mania episode with Kev, where it's just like. You come from an infamous family where it's like how Kev, remember he had the whole situation on the show, but he talked about the guy who went to jail, came home, was home seven years, and then wound up on an indictment exactly. after he sh- mm-hmm. where it's just Turned like, his life around. Where it's just like, oh, we not done with him yet. It's like your dad is Meech, and your dad eventually is going to come home. Mm-hmm. Your uncle's home already. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like why even open up to where we start investigating anything around you yeah. again? Your father took penitentiary chances to set your life up to be able to do something different. And you basically spit in the face of that by basically trying to be a slime ball. Like, there's nothing commendable about what he did. No. You didn't even go in there with, like, a bogus credit card or send somebody in there with a bogus credit card and try to do some chargeback shit, some whatever, some scam shit, Even that, though, because Rick Ross told us what the credit card scam was Hey, man, apparently Lil Meech has never heard MC Hammer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Credit card scam, that was for the maggots. Yeah. With F. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even still, it's like one of them things where it's just like, bruh, like, this is unnecessary. And you put your face and your good name on the line. You're every Sunday in the fall BMF acting ass on the line to try to keep up with these rappers that you hanging with. You look crazy. Now, I, I initially thought he got to watch and just forgot. Which I would have, I would have, had he come out, oh, man, Get a I, mulligan for that. I forgot, goddamn. Yeah. But it's like knowing that you got to watch and then went and sold it to someone else is just like. That's intent. Yeah. And, you know and what we learned from the Rico Mania episode is that when you're dealing with, the, when you're dealing with you know, the feds in particular, they charge you for the attempt. Right. So it's like, yeah, so when you see all these PPP people and EIDL people getting prosecuted and all of that, it's like, yeah, he attempted to take $1.9 million. How much of it did he get? 122000 It's like they charge you for the attempt. Right. Whether you get the bread or not, you're getting charged with what, you know, you attempted to, to, to take or defraud. And like I said, to start this all off, you don't use your legitimate name and your legitimate face to do crime. That is just asinine. That's right. stupid. Right. And it's it's really embarrassing, man. And he did himself a disservice. He brought unwanted uh, attention to himself. And that's a trick you can't pull more than once. So 
So he's toast. He don't get no more credit with no droolers nowhere. Yeah. You're done. It's all the COD for the rest of your life, and you 21, 22 years old. And it's just like, for what? Is he that young? Yeah. He's a baby. Yeah, yeah, it's him. You're right. He's a baby. So it's like, it's like one of them things where it's like, it's just, it was unnecessary. It was short-sighted. It was stupid. And, you know, based on his subsequent action, we can judge his intent, which is why the Fed said, oh, no, 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 no. We're not just letting this. We're not just going to let you just pay the money. Like, you're, you're an asshole, and we're going to treat you as such. Like, <laughs> you're an asshole. We're going to treat you as such. And it's just, it's, just a, it's just a dumb situation, man. And I hope he learns his stupid-ass lesson from what he did. Yeah, definitely some stupid shit. It's super stupid. So enough about him. Um, you came in with some topics. I was so excited to record today. I did a whole rundown. I haven't done that in a while. We've been freestyling a lot of these shows, mm-hmm. kind of let y'all behind the curtain. Uh, where do you want to go next? Because there's another situation involving a rapper that uh, had people going haywire also. What was that? The Freddie Gibbs situation. Okay. So I don't really care about the situation. but Nobody does, but it's funny. Okay. So the Freddie Gibbs situation. Freddie Gibbs has basically taken the position that I rap good as shit, but nobody's paying attention to me other than white people in that pitchfork variety uh, Metacritic type audience. So I'm just going to troll my way to success. Okay. And trolling his way to success, um, he has gotten the beats put on him by several different people. Oh, this has happened more than once. This is, this is a pattern. Oh, I'm about to learn now. Yeah, this, okay. this is a pattern. Learning with TRP. Right, so this is, a, this is a pattern. So he had a situation before, years ago, when 6 9 was at the top of the game, and he was charting everything, Billboard, going platinum and all that shit, where he wanted to decide, I'm going to take on 6 9 Fuck this nigga. Even though 6 9 had one of the strongest gangs in New York City history backing him, I'm going to take on this nigga. So he starts to troll and shit with 6 9 So he comes infamously comes to New York for a show. And the guys, Harv and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but these are the ones that ended up eventually kidnapping 6 9 Okay. They located him, ran down on him, beat the shit out of him, pistol whipped him. Freddie ran up the street, robbed him, all this crazy shit. And as a result of that. So then that pulls us forward to the Jim Jones situation because Jim Jones is Harv and them big homie. Mm-hmm. So now it's a, an extension of that beef. He inherits a beef with Jim Jones and all of them old champion hoodie wearing niggas that hang with him. Okay. So then Jim Jones runs into him at Prime One Prime One Twelve. All in, of them, all of the Mark, all of the Mark Buchanan, yeah, all the Mark Buchanan yeah. niggas wearing Mark Buchanan's in Miami. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Tim's. <laughs> they run into the niggas. Mark Buchanan in Miami is crazy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The soft ones, not the hard ones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jim did a video back yeah. in the day. Let us know. No, these are the Jones you want to buy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they beat the shit out of the nigga and beat his security down at Prime 112 in Miami. So now, off that one initial trolling incident, you inherit. Y'all two. have y'all have ruined Prime 112. It's over. Yeah. It's over. It used to be a nice place. <laughs> it's ghetto. It's fun. Yeah. So, and where the baby got some shit at? Yes. Yeah, from 112. Yeah, it's definitely the it, hub. It's one of the hubs of nigger nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So then you inherit that beef. Then there's the 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 Gunna thing where he, oh, you, you, you was on Crime Stoppers. You can't be blah, 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 blah. Like, you popping shit to Gunna. Now, knowing what we know about YSL, they would have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> Where the uh, Jules like, where, no, you won't. No, you won't. won't kill the shit. <laughs> they would have killed the shit out of you fucking won't. Freddie Gibbs. You know what I'm saying? And just yeah. fucked the whole rap culture up. Yeah. So it's like, so then you have that situation. Then the situation with Benny the Butcher is strange because y'all were cool. Y'all were collaborators. And 
Apparently, you wanted to be on Benny's album and wanted him on your album and vice versa, and then you decide to just start taking shots at Benny the Butcher after he gets robbed in Houston. You go on the gram and say, shout out to my Houston niggas, trolling Benny the Butcher. So what does a nigga do after starting trouble with all of these people, the most recent one from Buffalo? He goes to Buffalo on a tour stop. At no point does he say or exercise some discernment and say, I probably should beef up security for Buffalo. Because of black male bravado, like we talked about in the Rico Mania episode, he says, I'm I'm out here. More so, yeah, the the rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Black black male bravado and the rules of engagement. I'm I'm in Buffalo. I'm announcing it. It's a tour stop. And I'm going wherever the fuck I want to go. So you go to some random barbecue spot in Buffalo. By the way, Freddie Gibbs should stop eating. He should get an Uber Eats account, a DoorDash account, something like that, a Grubhub, anything. He should stop going to restaurants. Because every time you show up at a restaurant. Every time this nigga go get a meal. (laughs) Niggas put the beats on you. So then the information starts leaking about this. Now, somehow, some way, somebody's on the roof across the street filming this yeah, shit on some US Marshall <laughs> shit. Yeah. So now we got video At the Chinese consulate and shit. Yeah. So now we got video of 20 niggas attempting to fly kick you and drop MMA John Jones elbows on you in the name of Benny the Butcher because of your mouth again. So in typical Freddie Gibbs fashion, what does he do? He goes and performs at the show with a big ass eye jamming. John is super close. Big ass I Jamie Baklava on, whatever the case may be, trying to shroud it. Yo, cut the lights down on the stage. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But somebody from the pit photography caught the photos and sold them to Diverse Mentality, who broke the story. So, first he's trying, initially was like not saying nothing about the fight. Then it turns into, oh man, 20 niggas, and all I left with was some scratches and blah, blah, blah. Tell them to come harder next time because of the internet troll shit. Right. So even in the face of niggas trying to fucking duff you out, not in trying to, they did, duffing you out and closing your eye, you still is like, I'm still talking shit on the internet. Right. And then subsequently, you go to Icebox in Atlanta with these big-ass shades on looking like Mitch Blood Green yeah. after Mike Tyson knocked his ass out at Dapper Dan, and you still talking shit. And it's just like, at what point... Do we exercise some discernment? At what point do we have some humility? At what point do we say, you know what? This trolling shit is paying net is paying off in a net negative. I should stop this and just focus on rapping good. Because your shows sell. Um, your albums don't necessarily stream or sell, but they do decent. You know what I'm saying? He was nominated for a Grammy. He was nominated for a Grammy. You're getting some of the right attention. But in trying to foster more attention for yourself, you're creating pr- street beef and problems for yourself. And like I said, with the little meat shit, you do not use your legitimate name and the fact that you made it to start doing gangster shit. Right. That is counterproductive and it's stupid. And essentially black males are the only ones who do this dumb ass shit. And it's not a lot of us, but it's enough of us to where when it is, the shot of it is so loud that it resonates through the culture. Hey, hey Dan, grab me a, a Pepsi or something. Yeah, let me get anything to drink. Um, it resonates through the culture, and it just makes this bigger mark on black males that it's like that's how we all operate when, for a fact, we know that that's not the case. Right. But it's just dumb. And Freddie Gibbs should just really take some time to reflect. He probably won't do it because he's on tour and all that shit. He got a, you know, he got a job to do every night. He should take some time to reflect and be like, I should probably change my approach. 
Right. Like, I should probably stop being so willing to just beef with everybody and be a nut ass nigga. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, it's almost no point. It's 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 definitely no point. And something that I saw uh, that people was trying to do, people tried to make it like a black white issue. And I just want to let you know, I hate you niggas that do this. <laughs> I hate y'all. Basically, somebody was like, "Yeah, the Freddie Gibbs situation is a perfect example of why you need to have black security, a black manager, black people, and blah blah blah, because they gonna be the ones." to understand the rules of engagement on the street level and know that you shouldn't put yourselves in certain situations and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, Freddie could also stop doing the shit that he's doing and he could probably go into these markets scot-free and not have to worry about niggas trying to go full John Cena on him. Like, mm-hmm. And to try to make this a thing of like, oh, this is why you should hire black, it's just dumb because at the end of the day, Freddie Gibbs is the, is the head of the snake. Right. So it's on him to be like, yo, I got beef in this market. Let me beef up security or let me not go here. Let me just chill in the hotel, blah, blah, blah. But the black uh, male rules of engagement says that you got to talk shit about a nigga and then go out in the city and then whatever happens, happens. Right. And there's a such thing as, shout out, shout out my bro loves, a such thing as a healthy fear. Like, and basically policing yourself in a way to where you're prepared for whatever comes and you're not blindsided by it or confused when some nonsense comes or putting up enough of a wall around yourself to where you got to make niggas think two and three times before they try to go there with the nigger nonsense. Right. Right. And it's just, it's just dumb. So it's like the start off the show, the two themes of the first two things that we talk about is it's just dumb. And Black men got to make better decisions. They got to better prepare themselves. They got to, you know, understand that juvenile said you far away from home, you's an alien. They got to understand that, you know, when you not home, no matter how much sticks a nigga got or whatever, whatever, you still at a disadvantage because they know the escape routes and the side blocks. They know the alleys. They know all of the, all of the, all of the other shit that surrounds these confrontations that you don't know. All you know is let's get back to the tour bus or to the sprinter or whatever. Like, but th- sometimes it's too late. And we've had enough Nipsey Hustle situations. We've had enough uh the young the young boy from Pittsburgh that got we've had enough Pop of smoke. Pop Smoke. We've had enough of these situations where motherfuckers is getting twisted up around their rap or on a road game or whatever. Biggie, we've had enough Tupac, we've had enough of these situations to where we've seen how bad it can go. So why put yourself in a potentially bad situation? Because you don't know what these crazy niggas is thinking. Like, look at Big wasn't even, like, necessarily dissing niggas. Exactly. Just his mere presence. Just the presence in Cali getting death threats and phone calls and all kinds of shit. And it's like, for you to actually diss Benny and go to Buffalo is just like... Huh? Yeah. You should make that right before you travel. What What's his name? Uh, it happened here on South Street. Um... Oh, uh, Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid. You know you got an issue with Uzi. Yeah. And Uzi and them didn't even carry it the way that they really could because I know them guys and I know what they get into. And uh, it could have been really, really, we could have been going to Rich the Kid funeral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like those type of situations where it's just like, y'all got to just be more aware, man, and just stop being so, so brutally arrogant to where you, man, man, I uh, like you diss Uzi, uh, then you uh, in Philly, you in front of the purse shop on, on South we, we ain't. Here's the thing. Yeah. We ain't got much. Yeah. We only got Uzi, Meek, P&B, Rock, Rocky, 
we ain't got much, Black Thought. Like, you, we only got four or five people that's prominent in the culture. We, you, if, if you if you make the list 10 to 12, we on the list. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Really you you spend the list, Gillian Walla, yeah. after, after that, you start talking about us and Mona. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, we ain't got much. Niggas is going to defend their honor. Buffalo, they outside of Griselda, what they got? Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's the wide receiver board name? Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. Stephon Diggs. They ain't got much. Yeah. Motherfuckers going to come see you about that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you not just going to disrespect our heroes. And it's like everybody got to operate with more grace, more humility, um, understand that, you know, squashing certain situations don't make you no bitch. It make you smart. It make you strategic. And it's better when we all get along. And when we when we piece shit up and we can all peacefully coexist and skate through life. And it don't always got to be about bravado and conflict and nigga fuck you and you's a bitch and all of that nigger nonsense that, that Buffalo, we tend to Buffalo got with. somebody I used to always hear they was from Buffalo. They got another celebrity. Hold on. Hold on. Because I know I heard this shit before. Who the Rick James. No. no. <laughs> Rick James definitely from Buffalo. Though. All right, it's, all right. It's not Rick James who I'm thinking about though. Ah, Lex Luger. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody was from Buffalo. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's like, yo, niggas ain't got but seven, eight heroes, yeah, man. Yeah. You ain't about to destroy that dream for us because yeah. they inspiration for all the little dirty ghetto kids that's out here. Right. You don't get to do that, man. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if Freddie Gibbs can or will hear this, but you know, just switch your pitch up a little bit, bro. You know what I'm saying? You a dope artist. You can rap. You a you a a great actor. You're hilarious. You he was on the uh on the what was it? I think it was like the show on Peacock that I watched. I binge watched. It was funny as hell. Working in the casino in Gary, Indiana, like shit like that. He was the casino manager. Funny as hell. He on uh on you know on Power Force or whatever. Boy with the with the with the tricky eye. Like you. Are t- very very talented, you know what I'm saying? But it's like to make this whole career about beef and all this nonsense is just like, come on, man! Everybody's not gonna. Oh yeah, we started off beefing with Jeezy. I forgot about that. He was beefing with Jeezy for about five years. Everybody's right, but, not gonna take Buffalo, the Jeezy Buffalo approach. Got, Buffalo got some people. Did you know Stevie J was from Buffalo? I did not know that. Yeah, Stevie J's from Buffalo. Greg Oden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Brian Brian McKnight. <laughs> um, Mark Marrow. That was married to Sable. Yeah. After that is over. Yeah, it's we about, about 15. Yeah, the next person is Vincent Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, you know. But yeah, Buffalo got some people. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just it's just, it's just unnecessary, man. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. You know, we as black men, man, we got to police ourselves. We got to be, uh, you know, willing to operate with grace, extend grace to other people, not be willing to be so controversial and so on a nigger nonsense for the point of proving a point that nobody cares about. Because at the end of the day, whether you are the fucking victor or you the or the victim, motherfuckers is still gonna say you stupid for participating in it. Right. That's how the internet works. Motherfuckers hype you up to participate in nonsense, and then when the nonsense go down, whether you win or you lose, they some, you gonna have people that's gonna half gonna say you that was some nut ass shit. Other half gonna say, damn, that's crazy. Whatever. You know what I'm saying it's no win in it. Right. It's, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid. So that that's my take on uh on Freddie Gibbs and all his nonsense, man. Well, let's get it. Let's shift away from rappers being stupid. Yes, because we could be we could do nine shows. Yeah, it would be here till fucking next year. Uh, I want to talk about Kendrick. Uh, we haven't done this on the show. We give album breakdowns. We did CLB. We did Donda. We did uh, you know, I never liked you. We did Gunna's album. We did Gunna. You know, Young Thug when that came out. You know, um, Kendrick is a rap genius. Yes. 
but I don't care. I, I think that's where I, where I've gotten to with with the with the whole overall. Um, somebody yesterday made a made a Facebook because there's been a lot of uh, think pieces, think pieces, and thesis, and you know a lot of thesis. Kendrick tends to do that. Um, it always is always so funny to me to see people like, well, if y'all just not smart enough to comprehend what Kendrick would be talking about, just say that, and it'd be like, no. That's that's not that's, that's we, not it. We one hundred percent are are smart enough. We get to, it. We get it. We don't care. Well, I, <laughs> I, I totally get it. We don't care. I totally get it. But I just I I don't know if I I don't know if I give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Kendrick released his new album, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, I don't know the hidden meaning behind that. I don't know. I I guess he's morale. Yeah, he's Mr. Morale. And the Steppers are the children and the wife. Okay. All right. I yeah. think we think. He has a gun and he has a, a, a crown of thorns. Yes, diamond thorns on his head. Right. Um, Could have just, you know, posted a picture of him chilling on the block for the album cover. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, again, it's just, it's too deep. You know what I'm saying? This shit is, it's just too deep. Um, I went into the album thinking this is about to be some Kendrick shit. You know what I'm saying? I know what to expect when it comes to Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're going to hear that voice. You know what I mean? You know, voices, (laughs) you know, you know, you're going to hear that voice. You know, you're going to hear a crazy rap flow every now and then, but you ain't going to hear many bars. You ain't going to hear. Um, and it's so weird. Oh shit. It's good. You're right. You, you're not going to hear, many bars and it's so wild because I was I was explaining this shit to my homie I'm like I feel like at one point Kendrick finally he had found a balance yes right around damn right around damn even when you look at good kid mad city where it's not much bar rapping on there but you have moments you have like look at poetic justice now granted Drake stole the show you know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Britney. Britney was in the video. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Drake stole the, sh- the show in that. But then you had Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, where Jay had Jay was like, oh, this shit's so good, I gotta hop on the remix. Yeah. And then you flew past Jay on the remix. Erica Badu showed up and did the hook for the fucking live show at the awards. Like, you had moments. You had Money Trees with J-Rock. Yeah, you Another- had... Uh- you had what's the other uh, backseat freestyle? I forget that. I was even gonna go as far as, like, you had the radio record in Pour Up, Drank, Faded, drank like times that ran radio, and you know it's like yo, is Kendrick a bar rapper? No, but this nigga's out of this world when it comes to his lyrical ability, and he was able to put together songs that we as a culture could get behind. It was easy to get behind swimming pools. It was easy to get behind bitch don't kill my vibe. That became a a, a, a thing for the moment. Bitch don't kill my vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It became easy to get behind poetic justice. Now he lost me to Pimple Pimple Butterfly. I didn't, you know, whatever. I, I still don't know what Pimple, Pimple Butterfly is about. Rod, no bullshit. And you and Rod's and I, Rod gonna hear this. He's one of the biggest Kendrick advocates on the planet. Rod sat in front of me one day. We didn't talk no sports shit. He gave me a thirty minute breakdown on the meaning, the reason, and why why to Pimple Butterfly was important. Got up and I walked out of his house and was like, I don't know what the fuck Rod was talking about. <laughs> I have no clue what the hell he was talking about. And then Damn came out. Damn for me was like the crescendo, where it was like Kendrick's doing the rapidy rap, you know, the bomb atomically shit. 
but he was able to stop himself and be like, my, that, my left stroke just went viral to where he gives you the moment. He had fucking problems where he's doing the bomb atomically shit, but he has enough wherewithal to stop the beat and be like, girl, I know you want this dick. Like, he, he was figuring it out. He had DNA where that's some super bomb atomically shit, but it made sense. It just rolled right. Mm-hmm. He had those. So going into this album, I'm just like, what Kendrick are we about to get? Are we about to get Good Kid? Are we about to get the Pimp a Butterfly? Or are we about to get Damn? We didn't get any of those. We didn't those. get none of that. We didn't get any of those. Big Dan with the assist from from two rooms over. We got goddamn. And I'm listening to this album. I listen to N95. I listen to We Cry Together. I listen to these records, and I'm just like, my my first initial thought was five songs in. I'm just like, I can't wait for this to end so I can put Future's album back on. Like, this is driving me crazy. Like. The concepts are are wonderful. The We Cry Together is a wonderful concept, but I'm going to be honest. I don't ever need to hear that song again in my life. I said it at the live show in D.C. That is the most toxic song I've ever heard in my life, and I have all the future albums. I'm, I, yo. Even True Story. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm out Dog, like, I'm out here buying foreign cars i'm traveling i'm 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 trying to set up dope fly shit so niggas trying to move to the beach yeah like i i don't want to listen to this you know what i'm saying like i and and that's just the reality like some shit you just don't want to listen to when you get to a certain place and i've realized this one thing ross said the other day music can be great and just not for me yes and you know it takes a a lot because people have a tendency to just be like if it ain't for me this shit trash yeah. And I'm never going to say that. Kendrick's, he's, he's a rap genius. It's great, but it ain't for us. I, ju- I personally, at this, at this juncture, I, I, you know, and I, I said it the other day, and somebody hit me that was at the live show because I was like, I look at Churchill Downs with Drake where it's just like, that shit is just so much better than all of this. And my homie's like, you really think Drake rapping better on Churchill Downs than on Auntie Diaries? And I'm like, in the, in the technical rap genius, John, No. But I know that when Drake say Daytona's with the green faces, Kentucky Derby races, my presence in the spot is so abrasive, a box at the Churchill Downs that's motivate. Like, that's the shit I want to hear. Yeah. When he say lucky me, people that don't fuck with me are linking up with people that don't fuck with me to fuck with me. This shit is getting ugly. And I ev- felt that. And everything they saying is transactional. Everything they saying is transactional and everything they doing is irrational and every way they moving is promotional. Everybody's acting irreplaceable. It's like they ain't disposable. My urge for revenge is uncontrollable. Like, that's the shit I want to hear. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then I go listen to Future, and Future's like, you know, you 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 fucking with me, bitch. You helping me win. Like <laughs> that's the shit I want to hear. Yeah. I'm the, sorry. The thing with Kendrick, and I think I kind of came to this conclusion in the last few days. He's turning into Eminem. He's turning into Marshall, where he's doing these super dope conceptual records that nobody asked for. Yeah, like. Nobody asked for this for this content. So it's like, so while his storytelling ability, his lyrical content and all of that is off the charts, it's amazing. It's commendable and it's brave for him to take on some of these topics. I don't want to hear that shit. Right. And on the songs where he's talking the shit I do want to hear, he's talking it. I like him. But there's far too many moments on this album where I'm like, he probably shouldn't have did that. Like, it's, it's, it's like... 
Kendrick at this point almost goes too far. Yes. Like, it's the Marshall shit. It's yeah, the Eminem yeah, shit. Like, when your rap scheme and your rapping ability is just so far complex and so far off the charts, we can't even really... Uh, there's nothing we can compare. Like, there, there is no... There's other... no standard. You are, you're, you are your own standard. We can only compare you to you and Marshall Mathers. That is it. And as we know... No, ain't no niggas riding around bumping Eminem. As talented as he is and great as his rap ability is, and when he get on songs with niggas, he smoke niggas. But to hear a album of Eminem, the average black person, it doesn't resonate. In music, there's something called replayability, where that's where you're going to, to, to really stick. How that's many where you win. How many times can I replay this before it becomes old, before it becomes annoying? And you look at somebody like Biggie, where Biggie's the be- Biggie's a better rapper than all of y'all. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck how lit you think this yes. person is or this, that, the Nas, Jay, all of them. Ain't none of them niggas better than Biggie. And Biggie just had so much of a... And it's crazy to think Biggie was 24. Yes, he was a kid. He just had so much understanding to know. Instead of me, you know, hypotheses, vibelies, like instead of me doing that, Getting on a song and just simply saying N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S, you just lay down slow. He, he in doing that shit, it's just so much replay in it. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, no info for the D-E-A. I don't give a fuck how old we get. That's, you're always going to say it when Every it comes on. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Jay-Z figured it out later on in his career, like the replayability for him to say on a canopy, my stamina be enough for Pamela Anderson Lee. Like he figured these joints out. And I look at Kendrick where it's like, damn dog, like you kind of had it. Yeah. You can say dope shit without rapping in parables. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. And that's what separates Jay-Z from Talib Kweli. That's what separates Kanye from most deaf. If skill sold, truth be told. Yeah. Like, it, like if, if, if if Kanye, uh, you know, most Def is one of the greatest rappers of all time, yeah. bar none. The Black Star album is one of the greatest rap albums of all time, but it's so technical that it doesn't reach past a certain earshot. No, it doesn't resonate. And Kendrick has placed himself in this box where, because of the Interscope machine, he's found himself in a place where. No matter what he does, he's selling three hundred to four hundred thousand the first. Time. I had a perfect John where I told Jules because Jules was like he, he he. I was like, this might sound weird, but at this point, I think the better artist out of the three is Drake, but that's not even close. Yeah, I personally think J Cole is a better MC than Kendrick is because he has the metaphors and the similes. And I told and Jules like, I mean, I never understood the J Cole fascination with people. Cause it's like, he be on the same shit Kendrick do. I'm like, you right. He has dreads and doesn't wash up much. I give you that. He's just like Kendrick in a weird way. I was a dirty Bentley, <laughs> but, but here, here, here's the, he goes to Africa and shit twice a yeah. week and yeah, not all that shit. But here's the difference with J Cole. J Cole's knows how to do a song like the London with thug. J. Cole got a monster record right now with Wale where he comes on and it says, turn around, I want to see. Do it look like how I look on IG? Bad from every angle. She got herself a trainer. I know the nigga can't help but take a little peek. 
Cold world and full larvin, co-starvin. We both flexin, Bo Jacksons, Bo Garden. These ass niggas who rap with piss poor jogging. My latest whip, my latest chick was Bo Farin. I know all my hoes miss me. He knows how to do that. Yeah. He was choosing not to. Kendrick doesn't know how to do Kendrick it. Kendrick is like, whoa, he refuses. whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold he, on. He refuses. He refuses to do it. And that's the difference. Cole can do a song like that. Cole can do Jodeci freestyle with Drake. Cole can do London with Bia. He can do those, right? He can do a lot with 21 Savage. Yes. Cole can do those records. Won a Grammy, by the way. Dog. Where I just look at Kendrick and it's like, rap genius? Yes. Better MC to me at this point is Cole. Because it's just like, Cole can get on these tracks and he can just dance with the... Cole could legitimately do a song with the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. And just dance around whatever goofy beat they want to do and ah, yeah, yeah, and all that. But Cole would get on it and have some cool fly shit to give to the conversation. Cole's I-95 freestyle is better than anything Duh. on fucking... Uh, which was his intro to his last album. is better than anything on Kendrick's album. It's just better rap music with more replay value, with more metaphors, similes, punches, bars, the shit that we come to rappers for. It's just better. And J. Cole had a problem earlier in his career of telegraphing his punches and saying cheesy shit and trying to stay next to the cliff like the Huxables. Like, we can see that coming a mile away. Like, shit like that. But he's he's refined himself. He's not that same MC. Yeah. And I just look at it like... That poke it out is a perfect example where it's like, I can rap out of this world, but why is that necessary right yeah. now? And Wale said when he was when he get, he got with Cole, him and Cole are like this, they like brothers and shit. And he said that when he came when Cole came to the studio, because J. Cole just magically appears in places. That's mm-hmm. another thing, a dope thing about J. Cole. Yeah. He just appears and shit. He was at a girl graduation. If I tell you the other day that I showed up, the J. Cole promised the girl when she was graduating high school, he would come to her graduated graduation. If she graduated from a four-year university, she graduated this past weekend. Cole showed up at the anniversary, had on like some uh, some some slacks and a button up and yeah. some converses and shit and had his dress back and somebody was like, Cole is so fucking deep. I mean, so fucking dope. I give him a lot of credit. One, for pulling up to old girl graduation and two, for, for cleaning up the best he could. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying off of that. And it's like, make no mistake about it, J. Cole was rich as a motherfucker. Yeah. He just got a dirty nigga aesthetic. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But when he want to clean up and do the rap shit, I'm like, this nigga's the, one of the best rappers alive, if not the best. And Drake has literally just completely just decided, you know what? I'm not trying to out-lyrical nobody. No. I'm just going to rap good, and I'm going to talk shit. Yeah. You could put Drake tomorrow on. Look at Eminem. He did a track with Eminem, and, we, all of, and Drake's on there doing the Drake shit. He figured that shit out years ago. Yeah. Look at the Churchill Down zone where Jack Harlow is trying his hardest to just... He's doing his best Drake impression. And Drake just <laughs> come on cold hearts and heated floors. No parental guidance. I just see divorce. Therapy sessions. I'm in the waiting room reading Forbes. Abandonment issues. I'm getting treated for. How much water can I fit under the bridge until it overflows? My son's got to learn that forgiveness is a lonely road. The crib's on his will like motorhomes. I'm like, dog. <laughs> get this nigga out of here. He's figured that out where it's like, I can rap great and still be yeah. funny as shit. Still get a joke off in the verse. Still yeah. be able to give you a fucking metaphor or a simile that's going to have you like, wait, what? And to that point, that's what separates Biggie from everybody exactly. else. Biggie the comedic value, shit. the replay value, the wit the wit. The, the ability to completely just change subject matter and not miss a beat. No. And that speaks to being produced and having somebody like yeah. Puff who's a genius level 
producer and executive producer to say, nah, 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 that ain't it. Delete that, change this, put them four bars over here, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with somebody like Future, who's not a genius level MC, but he's a genius level song maker. Mm. And having people like Metro and ATL Jacob and Esco around him to say, well, you should just chop this four bars out, make this the hook, repeat this three times. Like Biggie Biggie was getting on songs and he was saying shit like, fuck the state pen, fuck hoes at Penn State. You have to remember that, yeah. and you have to say it when it comes to that part of the song. And I, I look at Kendrick where it's just like, doing that goofy shit where it's just like, yo, we not rapping this. Yeah, I'm turning, I'm turning this off, and I'm playing Massaging Me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really where I I'm got I'm playing it. just like me. Yeah, real shit. You from Detroit and got a line on dog food, nigga. You just like Every day I log into my Apple Music, I, f- I find something else to play that's not Future's album, and then I end up back on Future's album. Whether I start from the middle or the beginning, or however I started, I end up back on Future's yeah, album. Yeah. And I just let that bitch rock. Because he's talking the brash, unapologetic, successful black man shit that I want to hear. The shit that's going to pull me forward and motivate me to do some dope shit. Oh. Same thing with Meek. When Meek is on I, his I was, A game, I, that's I, the I, shit that Meek gives us. I'm not trying to be funny, and it's, it's fucked up to even say this, but... If you put a rap album out at this point in life and it don't got no captions for Instagram, you're toast. I, I'm just and, and 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 don't get it fucked up because Kendrick is a big dog and he's going to sell what he sell. But I look at it to where it's like now, granted, I did read it, how the sales shit actually happened for this album as compared to the last one. Yeah, no physicals. So no physicals. So with the last album, he did three hundred and fifty digital. He did like three oh five physical six fifty five first week. This album, 350 digital, that's what he's doing for the first week. But it's just something about music now where as much as we diss social media and act like it's not a thing, that shit matters a lot. It's so important. It's so important. When you're doing anything in media, music, art, and culture, it's vitally important. We stepped our video production up and started cutting video trailers for every episode because of how important social media is. Right. And we saw our numbers for these interviews triple compared to the interviews we did last year. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I look at it like, you know, even last week when I was over there, like, you know, I posted a picture when I first got there. But you, you know, you live marvelous. You get the W. That's some future shit. Man down. I'll be overseas when it happened. That's future. You know, it's like yeah. you you just have these. You what was the joint I posted on? The, I, um, the wait for you. Um. I've been trapping around, around the world. world. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, you got these one-liners that just go off. And I just look at the, 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 the Kendrick album where it's just like, damn, there's really like no type of relevance outside of him just getting his stories and his plights off, which is great. Yeah. But you got to understand when it comes to the, the in being embraced by like the culture. And I, so that, that, that spawned this whole thing this week with like, they call it now, uh, Rico rap. Yes. yes. That's been this whole thing. <laughs> and uh, somebody had a great tweet the other day. I wish I would have screenshot it so I could give him his credit. And he was like, listen, man, I keep it all the way tall with y'all. It was Beat King. No, it was a lawyer. Oh, a lawyer. Okay. Because he was saying. Beat King how, had a good tweet, too. He was saying how he was like, I have three degrees. I have a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. And then he has a PhD, apparently. And he was like, you know, I'm one of the most educated people out here. You know, I've. I've Far exceeded my family's expectations for me as far as education. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I worked in my city's office of prosecution. Like, he was a prosecutor or whatever. And he was like, 
Rico rap is really good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Like, I'm indict all these niggas, but I'm listening to that shit that driving shit home. That great. <laughs> Real talk. Like, hey, before we start these proceedings, I just want to let you know, when you said you shot Tony in yeah. front of the 7-Eleven, that shit was phenomenal. Dog. 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 The imagery of the light reflecting off the 7-Eleven as Tony laid in his pool yeah. of blood, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, so, you know, I, I just look at it like Kendrick... um, the concepts, the conceptual ideas behind these records A are, plus. are great. I, 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 the Auntie Diaries, it's, it's, you know, that's a heavy record. It's heavy. It's heavy, it is. You know what I'm saying? But I, once I hear it, I don't necessarily need to go back to this. Yes. You know what I'm, do that, Did that make that sense? That makes all the sense. Where you look at, like, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, there's a reason to go back to that and play that again. Mm-hmm. DJs have fun with that. You know what I'm saying? That, that like even like you, me and me and Chad argued one day, no bullshit, for like <laughs> six hours in group text. And I think Drake had the best verse on fucking problems. You think it's Kendrick? I think it's Kendrick. And Ra would not comment. Like we were just he going just back was solid. and I, I hit him. I'm like, oh, why are you not talking? He was like, I just want to stay out of this one. <laughs> Cause he was like, Kendrick, my man, and I he's like, I feel like y'all are both right. Drake had the better, like, verse, but Kendrick has the moment. He was like, honestly, if you flip their verses around, there would almost be no reason to play Drake's part. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, just what Kendrick did, you had to have him anchor the record. Because once you have that moment, and he rides like, I'm speaking from a DJ perspective, like, once you have that moment, it's almost like offset on uh, the big record. Oh, uh, Bad and Bougie. Where it's like a lot of people don't even really be remembering that Uzi was on the record mm-hmm. because it's like Offset just carried. He laid it yeah. at the beginning, and then Quavo. I like Quavo's John where he did that. Uh, Call me Quavo Ratatouille. Yeah, that little <laughs> breakdown yeah. and shit. But it's like a lot of people don't even be remembering Uzi was on the record. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the like fucking twelve times platinum record. Crazy. So, but yeah, I think Kendrick's album is uh, as far as grammar. And concepts, it's, you know. He can, listen, man, at the end of the day, he knows who his audience is, and he's playing up directly to his audience. The, the, the super smart niggas, the smart dumb niggas, all of them niggas are locked and loaded on the Kendrick album. And that, uh, you know, that critic audience or whatever, he knows that he's making these certain type of records that the critical acclaim audience is going to eat the fuck up. Exactly. He got a 100, a perfect score on Metacritic out the gate uh-huh. because of primarily of his lyrical content and the concepts. But replay value does not exist. It's not there. I posted the video of Charlie Cripps putting the, uh, the Koofy and the sunglasses on when he was battling <laughs> Lux. Yeah, but let me get into this Kendrick. Let me get into this Kendrick shit. And it's like people was cracking up and it's like, that's think about like, that's, that's being funny, but that's really, yeah. you really do got to like, yo, let me get this sage. Let me, uh, you Rob, know. Rob made the point that because these concepts are so heavy on this album, you can't play this shit nowhere other than in your headphones. Yeah. Or in the car by yourself. Yeah. Because people want to want to know, are you going through something if you play it out loud? Like, imagine you, your man rent the Sprinter in Miami, right? And y'all headed to Poppy Steak. And y'all get in there. It was the Bluetooth. And yeah, and a nigga <laughs> cut on We Cry Together. <laughs> You're scaring the hoes, bro. (laughs) You're scaring these bitches. Like you don't cut some forty-two dog on and shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and I I saw a nigga the other day, and I was just so compelled to comment on it. He was like, "People are really, really like just 
dumb at this point in life because it's like to have somebody like Kendrick drop and give you all these gems, all these jewels, all this hot shit, and y'all really, really sitting up here talking about y'all rather listen to future. That scares me as a as where we're headed in society. And I'm like, no, it isn't. I'm like, it's just what people would rather listen to when they trying to do whatever the fuck they doing. You know what I'm saying? People are looking for aspiration. People yeah. are looking for motivation. People are looking for success and things that they can glean from, um, you know, from these artists and stuff like that to where they can try to mirror some of it and assimilate to it. Now, the average person is smart enough to know you don't ride around with a fucking AR-15 or whatever the case, whatever crazy shit Future is saying on these records, but it sounds good. And at the end of the day, we're in an audio medium where you want to hear something dope coming through your headphones, coming through your fucking speakers, something that you can resonate with, something that, you know, is is repeatable. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, Kendrick has given us those moments at various points throughout his career, but he won't consistently give it to us, which is why people, you know, like Drake, like J. Cole, like Future, are being, Lil Baby, are being pushed above him. Right. From a cultural standpoint. Look at Lil Baby. Well, maybe be rapping his ass off, but he he know how to, you know. He uh, also understand the importance of making a record like whoa, dog. You know what I'm saying where he's he you like you can rap as dope as you want in these verses, but you got to give us something catchy on this hook to where we want to listen to this shit again. Dog, look at the college on. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, like that shit. The moments. So you think I'm a regular rapper? I'm not. One person can tell me we fucking <laughs> block. I'm gonna run this shit to the tippity top. Yeah. yeah, keep going. Keep going. For my kids in Givenchy, she must say one plus one and three. I can't support you personally. Like, he know how to do that. Like, pausing for a second to just give you something to where you have to get in. Like, you just have to. And, you know, I thought Kendrick had found that with damn. And I mean, he won, he won every award you could win. He won the Grammys. He won a Pulitzer. He, like, he broke barriers in being a balanced Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Where you give us the Instagram captions and the shit we can walk away from. But you also give us... Some jewels. You give us some jewelry. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, but this album is it ain't there, man. Yeah. And I like it. Here's the thing. I like the album. Never gonna play it again. But I like it. Yeah. A lot. Never gonna play it again. The code the best, the most redeeming part of the album is like Kodak narrating the fucking album because it's unexpected and it's a yeah. curveball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the dopest part of the album that he did. These concepts are so heavy. It's just like like you gotta take a break after hearing some of these. Yeah. Songs. Yeah. I saw people like trying to like, no, nah, the We Cry Together is so real and just such a, 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 a true ass record. And I'm just like, yo, if this is your reality. You got to dump whoever the fuck. You got to go see the lady. You got to go see the lady, man. Like, yeah, you might have to dump whoever you talking to. This is y'all daily like life. <laughs> this is it. This is what y'all doing. Y'all got to. Yeah, no. No, thank you. I'm good. You know what I'm so saying? So congrats to Kendrick on the success. Number one album. All of that shit. All the songs charted. All that cool shit. Congratulations. Phenomenal. Um, I'm not riding around playing it. Nah. This summer. That's not happening. Nah. Nah. Best of luck to you. Yeah. More power to you. More power to you. Right on. Right on. Right on. (laughs) Right on. Yeah, right on. (laughs) What else you got, man? Uh, All right, so we we can... What else did I mention when I came in here? I said, Kendrick... Oh, the abortion shit. Yeah. We never really... Speaking of getting heavy. Yeah, abortion shit is getting nuts. Yeah. Uh, the abortion shit is getting nuts. And what's crazy is, right, when I saw Roe versus Wade get overturned, it fucked me up. It was like 9 o'clock at night. And I'm just like... Why are y'all still there? Yeah, why are y'all yeah. still at work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my first This is part. This is like a 9 a.m. issue. Yeah. This is like a, this is a, 
a f- you, first thing Monday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you leave the office for the weekend or whatever, gather your thoughts. You come back first thing Monday to deal with some shit like that. Like, if this. y'all staying in the office late, it's like, remember Strictly Business? Like, the Hollering Brothers <laughs> <laughs> is trying to buy the skyscraper. Like, that's what y'all doing if you there late after hours. And they hear hammering. Like, you don't be there late after hours trying to overturn abortion. Ro- right. Rover's way. Like, and, that's not and, it. And the thing was, it, co- it blindsided me because I'm like, yo, I thought once something went to the Supreme Court, it wasn't up for discussion no more. Yeah. That's what I was taught in social studies. You know uh, social saying? studies was bullshit, apparently. <laughs> they told they completely misled us. Yeah. Like this so the Supreme Court is the highest court in the land, but they can reverse some old Supreme Court shit. Yeah, because Roe vs. Ray was what year? I wanna say the sixties? I wanna say fifty five. Yeah, it's like an old thing. No, that's Brown versus the that's, board. That's Brown, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it, 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 I, th- I want to say it's in the sixties. A lot, a lot of legislation that's relevant to today's government happened in the sixties. Civil Rights Act, seventy three. Okay, seventy three. So you're talking about something that is older than all of us in this room, right? Dan, what year is you born? So you know what I'm saying? It's older than every single person in this room. I'm born in 83. Matt's born in what? 80, 84. 84. You know what I'm saying? This shit is older than every single one of us in this room. So where it's like, you forget about it. Like, it's just, it's legal precedent. It's already indoctrinated into the fabric of the country. And the crazy part was the rehearing was denied in 73. So they like, they basically did it and tried to like go back. And, and they like, said, nah, no, we're not yeah. even looking at this. The opinion is the opinion. It's locked and loaded. We're done. So to fast forward, you know, 40-some-odd years later. 50. 73? Yeah, the 22. So, yeah, 49 years yeah, later. Almost 50. It's like, God damn. But then, you know, once it started coming out, and I, I just expressed my shock and awe about it, and, you know, you have number one attorney in Philadelphia. Like, no, they the Republicans have been trying to get this done for years. They finally got enough of a base in the Supreme Court to where now it's a reality. And in the fallout from it, my initial thought, I'm talking to my girl, I'm like, yo, what about plan B? What about other forms of like, you know, the, the quote unquote abortion pill and contraceptives and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, that's like all plan B is, is four birth control pills. It's just a heavy dose of birth control to basically, you know, f- force a period, blah, blah, blah. Like they're not going to do that. And then days later, Tennessee banned plan B. Oh, word. Yes. Oh, we got, we got to go grab up. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, they about to pull that shit off the market. Tennessee has banned Plan B to where it's like, yo. And what's crazy about all of this, right? Dave Chappelle, being a cultural critic and a brilliant comedian that he is, he alluded to this shit in, I think it was uh, The Bird Revelation, I believe. One of his comedy specials. Mm-hmm. He was basically saying like, yo, what y'all don't realize is that all of this women-driven Media, women-driven legislation, uh, societal correction and stuff like that. Me too, time's up and blah, blah, blah. All it's going to do is force these powerful men that still are at the heart of law, legislation, and society to legislate against y'all to make you accountable for your decisions by taking away abortion by making it criminal to get an abortion mm-hmm. in uh, the state of Texas and Oklahoma and shit like that. Like, all of these red states, these places that are, like, <laughs> the heartland of America. Flyovers. The flyovers and shit like that. The groundwork has been laid to almost, like, criminalize being a woman and making bad decisions. I'm going to be honest. I'm going there, like... We we don't need any more people. 
For sure. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. it's like. To, we got a food shortage going on right now. The line at Popeye's <laughs> on Haverford Ave is literally in Lower Marion. <laughs> that joint is across City Line Avenue. So it's like we don't need any more people as it is. So to put a ban on like getting people out of here is kind of wild. Yeah. And I'm going there. Do you agree that women are the strongest, the strongest things on the planet? Yes. Women are so fucking strong. Like when you really, really break down how strong women are and how just think about pregnancy, like carrying a baby, like a life, like a, like no, you know, no man could do that. Like if men had to give birth, no way on earth. We think about stubbing your toe on the edge of the bed. I'm not trying to be bad. That shit dog, my knee, like (laughs) how I'm sitting here. Like after two hours, I go to stand up. It's tough standing up. I couldn't imagine being pregnant right. too. You got to carry a whole human around, plus all the additional weight and the, to carry the nutrients in order to feed a life. You know, birth. You know, you know there be births that be like 17, 18 hours. Up. Niggas have a tough time sitting in jail for seventeen hours. Right. <laughs> young thug trying to get out of jail right now. Young thug, young thug said it's horrible in here. They, yeah. gotta, they won't turn the light off. <laughs> they will not turn the light off. This is crazy. Like. This yeah, is, I can't get no sleep. So I, I look at it like if the if the if the position was juxt and, and men were like the ones who got pregnant and I got pregnant, listen, I'd get an abortion. Yeah. That like and and you know, it's my right. You know what I'm saying? It's my body. Fuck you gonna tell me what the like so I completely understand. Like to be to tell them no is you insane. Ab- no, you can't. No, you cannot. You do not have a uh, domain over your own body. Yeah. You cannot make a decision. And if you make the decision, we will lock your ass up. Yeah. We will charge you with murder, depending on the state you're in. Like, the Supreme Court went full Nas and Quan right. and said, don't have no abortions. We need more soldiers. <laughs> like, y'all tripping. We got a race war coming yeah, up. We, we need, got a race war we coming. We need all these motherfuckers. No, man. That ain't it. It's crazy as shit. And I was just watching uh, Cat Williams got a new uh, comedy special on Netflix, World War Three, And apparently people didn't like it. I thought it was fucking great. I thought he was funny. He was poignant. because people want Cat Williams to be Cat Williams from 2003. Yeah, no. He's, he's woke cat now. You know what I'm saying? And he was basically saying how, how pussy is like the number two uh, commodity in the universe because it's basically like it serves so many purposes. It, it's, it's, um, it's pleasure for a woman. It's pleasure for a man. And he was like, basically, like, pussy is the first uh, photocopier. He was like, you had yeah. sex with a woman, it spit back another you, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, in making that point, it's like, yeah. So for government to take the position of all the crazy shit that's going on in the world to prioritize regulating what women do with their body and reproductive organs, it's like, this is literally kind of the same way I said about, you know, the, the trans shit. It's an attack on women's rights. And it's like, how did we get here? And this is why I can't identify with one political party or another because they both have their crazy left field shit about them to where it's like, I just got to stand back and be like, I'm conservative on some things. I'm mm-hmm. liberal on other things. Other shit, I'm in the middle. But I think most rational citizens can agree this is nuts. No, this is insane. This is insane. I, I personally, like, like, there's so much shit that y'all could have, like, overturned or worried about. 
the overtime in the NFL. Yes. We could be worried about that. Mass incarceration. Mass incarceration. Uh, Chris Paul getting $30 million for three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's all kinds of shit. Right. We could be trying to figure out. Yeah, there's a lot of shit we can mitigate. You know what I'm saying? But Roe versus Wade from 73. Yeah, the fact that Kevin Garnett's still getting $12 million a year from the Brooklyn Nets. Like, <laughs> like, it's all kinds of shit we could, like, sit down and really figure out. For y'all to go into that and really overturn that is is just, I don't even see. I didn't even know that was up for debate. Yeah, 30 for 30 on why the Lakers uh, wasted their cap on Luau Deng and Timothy Mozgov. It's like plenty of shit we need some understanding on. Yeah. I thought this was out the window. Like, we had agreed that this was, this is it. Yeah. Be good with this. No, nope, I'm not trying to be funny. When I got the initial text, because I swear I'm not trying to be funny, I didn't know what was going on. And I got the text like, dog, did you see they overturned Roe versus Wade? I'm thinking like, you know, Ward versus versus Gotti. I'm thinking like somebody lost their belt. I'm like, he was doing PD. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I looked, I'm like, oh, the abortion? I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that was like up for like, right. up for overturnment, if that's a word. It is now. I didn't even know Roe versus Wade was up for overturnment. It's wild. And somehow it was up and overturned. The American society right now is at a is at a, a super duper low. Dog, we had three mass shootings this weekend. Yes. Three of them jumped. American society is cooked, man. We had a super duper low. You had three mass shootings. You get Roe versus Wade overturned. You get fucking uh gas hit four dollars everywhere. In fifty states everywhere. for the first time in history. Yeah. The crude, in Alaska, in crude, Hawaii. Crude oil prices right now was like ninety-eight dollars a barrel. Somebody today posted this tweet was like oil companies this morning, it was fat Joe. Today's price <laughs> is not yesterday. And the thing is, right, it's it, it's it's corporate greed on behalf of the oil companies because they hold a monopoly because Typically, $98 a barrel correlates like $275 to $3 a gallon at the pump. Right. And it's $4 everywhere. It's $6. Where was I just at? Oh, D.C. D.C. I was about to say, nigga, I got gas in D.C. The other day, that shit was $5.90. It's $6 yeah. in D.C. It's $5 in King of Prussia yeah. on average. Yeah. It's 5 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, so wait, we can't do nothing about this? Mm-mm. Trump went on a Full Sin podcast and said they filled all of the special oil reserves Completely, when he was president, they had oil down to thirty nine dollars a barrel before he left office. Yeah, this shit is at ninety eight dollars a barrel, but the price at the pump doesn't correlate to the crude oil price. Yeah, I have no clue what Biden and Mansion and them are doing at this point. Bruh, Mansion has taken a position that I'm going to everything you want to get done, suck my dick. Yeah, Kristen Cinema, the fucking uh, the the second in charge for the uh for the I think I don't know if it's Congress or Senate from Arizona has taken a position. Fuck. Y'all, yeah. anything y'all want to get done, we are blocking it because they are conservative Democrats. Right. So anything y'all want to do, and, and Biden is taking a position, I'm not filibustering or executive ordering nothing. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a lame duck president. I got one term, and I'm out of here. Right. Everybody hates me, uh-huh. including the people that's supposed to be on my side. Yeah. So I'm not even fighting y'all on this. nigga approval shit. rating is like a nine. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy. Like lower than lower than George W. Bush and nine nine eleven happened right, on his watch. Right. You know how bad of a president you gotta be? Yeah. So he's just taking a position. I'm just Did gonna you see ride the my job. He just made oh, the word man. up. Bruh, I gotta play this for y'all, man. I said Byron is fucking tripping out here. Where is it? Where is it? Because I know I kept it. Oh. It can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a uh, foot. foot. 
<laughs> then they paying the paying the Kami, <laughs> paying the Kamala. <laughs> America is a nation that can be defined in one word. <laughs> Another thing, Cat, Cat, Cat Williams said. He said. He said we traded a crazy, radicalized orange motherfucker for weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> like <laughs> this man is dead. <laughs> like, this man is dead, yo. The number one priority for the Secret Service is protecting Hunter Biden from relapsing. Yeah. Where are we? Bruh. That greatest nation in the world shit been went out the window. No, it's not even. That, that, it's not even close. It's not even close. Canadian citizens are still getting a $2,000 a month stipend right now Bruh. for COVID. Bruh. Now, who actually believes that America is the greatest nation shit? It's all propaganda. They've taken... Adolf Hitler created the modern propaganda machine. And he was able to hypnotize a nation behind his cause because he was so committed to the fucking propaganda and the points that he was fucking spewing through the fucking media. He convinced them to go on a crusade against anybody that didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes, even though he didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Right. Talk about radical. Right. And America has taken elements, large elements of that propaganda machine, and we use it now to spin whatever point we want to spin. We just did it with the vaccine shit. You got to get vaccine. I mean, you, you don't got the vaccine. Oh, man, you infecting people, blah, blah, blah. Then the Pfizer numbers come out showing that the shit is anywhere between 5% to 17% effective for the vaccine. And it's like, oh, because every it's a, everybody's in on it. It's a big-ass money grab. Did you see the whole shit the other day with the booster, the fourth, the fourth shot, Bruh. the second booster, where it's just like... They're like, oh, yeah, you know, it'll it'll raise your antibodies, but we don't know for how long. And it's just like, so what the fuck are you yes. making people get this shit for? Like, what? Natural immunity is the nature of humans. Me and Dan just talked about this shit last night. Natural immunity has and will be it. Natural selection is the real deal. Mm-hmm. The strong will survive. That first wave of COVID that was killing motherfuckers, that was the worst one. Everything subsequent, even though they tried to propagandize it and make it seem like it was worse, didn't nothing compare to the Wuhan flu. That first COVID-19, right. that shit got millions of motherfuckers the, the up shit, out of the, here. The shit from the bats. Yeah, yeah. the bat shit, yeah. that took yeah. motherfuckers out. Joe Button said on the podcast, day three, I thought I was gone. I thought it was over. So from there, it's like, all right, cool. So then we see the deaths take a fucking nose. I want to say Slap did a show where he talked about it because he had it. Yeah. And Slap was saying how, like, no, nah, that Joan was like, like you in the, in the room, like, yeah. yo, like. Uh, he said, he was like, yo, I know I had COVID. I just didn't know what it was at the time I got that shit, like, October 2019. I was fucked up yeah. for a month. Slap's like you in there thinking like, all right, what tuck y'all gonna bury me in? Like, you put me in the in the black jump with the big. Joe button said like, I was getting my affairs in order. Yeah, I'm yo Ian. Do this, do this. Get a will. I'm a son. Like all of that shit. Now like, motherfuckers be having COVID and be like, yeah, I got the joint. I'm all right though. And that like crazy? you got it now? Yeah, yeah, right now. I'm straight. Yeah, I'm good though. Big deal. I'm asymptomatic. How the how the tour going? <laughs> <laughs> like nigga, what? Um, like. I might slide to the DC John, like you know, like so, so much so we can lean on our natural immunity so much so that the CDC went from fourteen days to ten days to seven days to five days to, I mean, I mean, you, you don't know, really need you know, no time I mean, off work. Yeah, I mean, you can go outside, just stay away from people. Yeah, keep your mask on though. <laughs> yeah, real shit. It's that shit because yeah. they it's bull, it's all bullshit. Yeah. America at this point, man, that 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 mass shooting shit this weekend was just like. 
Like, huh? And the, the craziest part of it, and I, I rarely ever get on the, on this soapbox or whatever, but like, how do these people be coming out alive, yo? Every time. Every single time. Every time. Main man walked out of the supermarket, put his gun down, and cops like, all right, you finished? All right, all right come on. Like, like yeah. You see? <laughs> you, want, you want water? No, we got, you, we got some fresh cherries right yo. here. He some was, antioxidants. And the, the... There's a video of him identifying a white man and sparing him. My bad, sir. Please kill some more of these niggas. Man. man. What? He had written on the AR, here's your reparations. Bruh. My thing is this. If you were 18, 19-year-old white man in 2022, you got all the freedoms in the world. You got all the advantages in the world. You could literally do whatever you want. You could make a bunch of bullshit NFTs, get rich tomorrow. You could manipulate the AMC stock price. You could do whatever the fuck you want. What are you so mad about? Yeah, like... What, what's the beef? In a world, right. in a world where hip hop is the dominant culture, and you see black people on your television and all that all the time, we're for, you're familiarized with them. We all we all know each other. Why? What could have happened that you're so mad at black people on the whole about? Right. Like Dylan Root. What What are you so mad about? And just knowing that. For all of the face recognition that black people have got in the last 50, 60 years, to know that we we only have like 13 black billionaires. Yes. In this, like, eh. you know, Chris Rock said it perfectly. He was like, I live in Alpine, New Jersey. You know, there are 150 residences in this community. Four of them are black people. It's Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige, me, and Jamie Foxx. The white man that lives next to me, he's just a dentist. Right. He ain't the greatest dentist in the world. <laughs> he, a dentist. He's like, he don't got a, a plaque for getting rid of a million cavities. <laughs> like, he's just a dentist. And it's just like, yo, you, even when you look at hip-hop or basketball or football where, where black people are making an abundance of money, like, yeah, LeBron makes a lot of money. So does Russell Westbrook. So does Steph Curry. So does Anthony Davis. I was more so keeping it in Lakers team. Okay. But you know who makes even more money? Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss. Yeah. You understand? Roger Goodell gets paid $40 million a year just to oversee the NFL. He ain't taking a hit. Yeah, and the owners hate his ass, and he's still getting his 40 every year, like clockwork. When you look at Capitol Records, think about 3H. When you look at, uh, 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 what's Dre's shit? Um, said Dre? Dr. Dre. What's oh, Aftermath. Aftermath. And look at, think about Jimmy Iovine. When you think of Def Jam at 300, think of Leo. Like, it's white people at the helm. David Geffen, all of these, these dudes are billionaires. Yes. So it's like, yeah, like even when they remember they had the march on uh, Charlottesville. Oh, white people and white men are starting to get oppressed. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No. We no. just bought a Ben's truck. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> That's it. Like, we just got a truck and a watch. That's it. They don't so, want us to have shit. It's, it, and somebody made a very good point the other day was like, Cause it was like one of those, those the, the one of the shooter motherfuckers. He like one of his manifestos or something was like being a white male. We're the we're the minority, and it was like, why does it trouble you to think about white males being the minority? Is it because minorities get unfair treatment? And I'm like, mm. that's a bar. It's a bar. Yeah. Kendra couldn't get do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a bar. That's a bar, and. You know, to to get to the point now, you know, like I think 
last year it was like 160 mass shootings or some crazy shit in the country. Like, yeah, 160. And you know the the saddest part about like these mass shootings? I don't want to lie, so I want to sell the actual number. But you know the saddest part about these mass shootings and all this shit is that there's very little follow-up post-like arrests. You know what I'm saying? There's like there's some media coverage, but it ain't widespread, and it's just like, you know. I'm sorry, it was 198 mass shootings, and let me let me clarify, that wasn't last year. That's so far this year. Oh, okay, great, thank you. Yeah, thanks, mass shooters. You know what I'm saying? So it's so it's 198. Like, this past weekend was the 196th, 97th, and 98th mass shooting in 2022. We're just over 19 weeks into the year. This average is about 10 a week. Like we doing 10 mass shootings a week. Greatest country in the world. In America, bro. I was just in a fucking place where there ain't no shootings. Ain't no trash. Ain't no, ain't no Gatorade <laughs> bottles on the floor. You heard me? America's cook, man. We need a referendum on a lot of shit, man. Like, you know, the, like the cops in Qatar, they don't even be having guns. They be having swords. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Chop your pinky off, nigga. Yeah. What you doing? Don't need no gun. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. America's cooked. Yeah, it's wild, man. America's absolutely cooked. Rest in peace to all those 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 people, absolutely. man. Like to all the people in 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 that in that supermarket. Did you see the interview where they had the guy where he was saying how he was talking to him before the shit? No. Black boy, old head. He, you know, he you could tell he was like a. Uh, What's the uh, politically correct term for like a, a bum, like a uh, vag- uh, uh, vagrant, vagabond? Yeah. Like, you know, just a, a, he was like, yeah, he just he calls the bench outside the supermarket his office. Like he was saying, yeah. cool old head look like he might have some like, you know, them, they be like smart. Those yeah, people. Yeah. And he, a lot of wisdom. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, I sat and I talked with him and he, he expressed to me that he was angry and this and the third and, you know, whatever, whatever. And he was like, he, you know, he, he definitely seemed fidgety, whatever, whatever. He told me his name and he said the guy's name, whatever, whatever. And, you know, it was like, I didn't, I, did he have a bad vibe? Not really, but you could tell something was a little off. Yeah. And he was like, the, talking about how the security guard who was the ex-cop actually saved his life because he was like, I would have been there, but the guy was like, yo, no, no, we don't want you chilling in front of the store today. They trying yeah. to get me to, and he's like, okay, so he went across the street and then the shit happened. Saved his life. You know what I'm saying? It's just, Damn. it's crazy to think like you could really, you, even when you look at like, did you see some of the people who actually were victims and shit? One of the ladies was like 70 something years old and she for the last 25 years has fed people every Saturday. And it's just like, it's like shit like that where it's just like, come on, yo. Like, come on, yo. Like you ain't even like, you know, if you got those frustrations or you got that, like you ain't even go after people who was like readily in the way of whatever the fuck you yeah. might have felt mm-hmm. the way about. You went and shot old women at a supermarket in Buffalo. Great cowardice. Like, it just it just don't even make logical sense, man. Like, so rest in peace to those people. Yeah. Rest in peace to the people from the other mass shootings. Um, it's bad out here, bro. Gas is high. Mass shootings. Kendrick album ain't that great. Stock like, market is in, a, is in a toilet. Fucking crypto. Uh, Yo, what happened with crypto? I bro, saw so many people like. China again. Um, You know, every time there's a crypto. The greatest tweet. <laughs> buy the dip. I am the dip. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bruh. I like, am the dip. Remember last year when the, uh, when the crazy crypto shit happened around this same time of the year. Um, and, and Ra had uh, his man that was uh, like a crypto advisor and all of that. And the email that he sent out to his people. And he was like. I have no idea what's going on. I've never seen this before. 
Um, I normally would tell you in this position to buy the dip, but I have no idea how far the dip is going to dip. Yeah. Protect yourselves. Yeah. Like, it's one of them situations. And this one this year is worse. Yeah. The fucking CEO of Coinbase lost 85% of his net worth in one day. From 13 point something billion to 2.1 in a day. That's a drama. You just got cash out. Like, fuck it. I can still, I got a billion. Still a billion. Still a billionaire. Still a billionaire. And it's just like every single time it's basically like China, the, the Chinese government realizes their power as, as an, as an economy because they got the most fucking people in the, in the galaxy. And they just realize like, yo, we just going to fuck with this industry period. And every single time they do something we don't like, we're going to deregulate crypto again, make it illegal, whatever, whatever. And we're just going to make people financially pay for it. Right. And, you know, when you have the upper crust of society losing 20, 30, 40, 85% of their net worth, heads are going to roll for that shit, and it dramatically shifts the economy. And in the crypto market, having this huge fucking sell-off, now you have a stock market having a sell-off right. because people are trying to hold on to whatever liquid cash they may have. Mm-hmm. My fucking stock portfolio right now, I probably got about $15,000 in there. My shit is down to six. The 100 as of this morning. Right. I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's worse than yesterday. All right, I just yeah. closed the app out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah, it's, when shit go, like, when, <laughs> when, 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 when my bets go off, I just close the fan. Door. Like, I, I swipe up. I don't even want to Yeah, it's, I don't even want to see this yeah, negativity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the upper crust of society, the fucking apples and the Googles and all of that shit, Walmart are down. Mm-hmm. My Walmart stock is down 20% from yesterday to today. Yeah. And it's unexplainable. You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers is just like, man, I'm just going to, Take my little pennies and roll. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was rolling on Walmart stock. That shit is over for right now. Oh, yeah. And we don't, we, there's no, you know, beginning in sight. Elon Musk basically confirmed, like, we are in a full-blown recession. We are in a full-blown recession. And, um, you know, they just don't want to acknowledge it. And, like, we've been saying for a year and a half, the housing market is next. I went to get Jamaican food yesterday, right? And they have a menu. Like, they have, <laughs> they have menus. Yeah. Right? Large stew chicken. Right? I love stew chicken. Large stew chicken on the menu says $14. Right? Large oxtails on the menu says $20. Right? Mm-hmm. The jerk wings say $12. So I'm like, okay. You got, what'd I say? Uh, $20, $14, $20, $13, and $12. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, okay, 45 bucks. I was like, yeah, let me get a large stew chicken, a large oxtails, both with rice and cabbage and uh, rice and peas and cabbage. And let me get an order of the, of the jerk wings, whatever. So she starts putting it in the computer. I see large stewed chicken, 16. I'm like, you don't see 16? 16 on me. Then she put the wings in, large, the, the order of the wings, 15. I'm like, you say 12 on the menu. And I'm sitting there like, I know the oxtail joint about to be crazy. She put the, <laughs> it say 20. That shit went in. That shit said 27. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I said damn. And I was like, so I'm guessing none of the, she was like, oh, no, this, 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 everything go up. I'm just like, all right, well, whatever. That shit was 60 goddamn dollars. Oof. And I'm just like, damn, yo, you you remember when you could get a Jamaican platter for like $8? Eight bucks. Yo. Let me get a mini, pack that joint up yeah. for me. They used to have $5 joints on Woodland Ave next to uh, Pete's Pizza. Yeah, little, yeah. Yeah. little joint. Yep. Little all in one yeah. job. <laughs> That's all I need. Put a little rice on this yeah. side, a little cabbage on that side, put some stew chicken and on the And throw some potatoes in there. And, and, and a plantain, <laughs> nigga. If we, if we fuck with you. Dog, for $5, you can get a little mini platter. Ain't none of that shit popping now. And the large platters ain't even the large platters no more. It's the smaller box. Yeah. So it's like you getting a smaller jump for more money. More money. 
Cat Williams said again, Cat Williams special, man. I don't care. People saying they don't like it. That shit was great. He was talking his talk. He said, man, he said, he said, you know society lying to you when they tell you it's a chicken wing shortage, but we got plenty of thighs. Yeah. He said, yeah. I ain't no mathematician, yeah. but a chicken got two wings <laughs> and two, <laughs> two thighs. Fucking thighs. Real shit. Yeah. He said, so unless y'all got some different chickens yeah. that didn't come with the wings, yeah. I don't understand this wing shortage. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad, man. Like, it's bad. All the economic indicators are there that we are in a full I told you, recession. I went to Wingstop at the Plaza. Island Ave, she was like, um, we open, but we don't got no chicken. Like, we out of chicken. So I was like, all right. So she's like, I mean, we got, like, sides, you know, the fries, corn, all that shit. I'm like, corn stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, man, shit bad. I went to... uh. Again, Wingstop. This is the one on Aramingo, and that's when I just kind of chalked it. Yeah. I, I went to the to the one on Aramingo, and I ordered a six piece wings. And I got home, and I opened my joint. It was three whole wings. Mm. I'm like, y'all don't even sell whole wings. So where did y'all get the whole wings at? at? Me? Yeah, <laughs> shop right, nigga. The plaza. Exactly. We bought a big ass thing of cheese balls, nigga. <laughs> cheese balls you want some party mix? Put it in the mouth. Put some party mix in a sandwich bag for your ass. <laughs> we can fry the party mix, nigga. You want some party mix? You want some tempura party mix? Yo, real Bread shit. that shit for you, nigga. It was three whole wings. I'm like, y'all don't even sell whole wings. I'm talking about with the little, you know, the little wing that like that. Like, yeah, it was three whole wings. That's your six piece, nigga. Because everything you just named is something that I probably want to go eat today. Oh. And I'm afraid now. Oh. <laughs> It's crazy out here right now. I told you Mar was at a joint. The fucking appetizer for the wing said MP on it. Yeah, market price on the menu. Yeah. Like we don't know exactly how much. And, here, we can and charge here's the for thing: just, wings. just you know, for 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 you know, for all of you out there that's not part of the woke community, what it is is that we aren't running out of food. No. What it is is the sources that the American government have USDA certified to get food from are running out of food. Right. They can't produce food fast enough for our intake. And instead of them sourcing other distributors, they're like, nah, we just going to fucking boost the price on everything and make our cousins, brothers, uncles, sisters, aunties more money. If this gas shit continues the way it's going, you know diesel $7 a, a, a gallon. Yeah, they said gas going to be $6 a gallon uh, by August. If this shit keeps going, like, you know, eventually the truck shit is going to go under where it's like, dog, it ain't even going to be feasible for certain situations yep. to, to, to move this food and all exactly. of this stuff. So it's just, you know, I, I you know, I, listen, all right, because I got to throw. I'm not making no suggestions, <laughs> but all I'm saying is I saw apartments in the UAE that weren't expensive. Right. It was in the trap. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And the trap. By the, the souks. Yeah, the souks. <laughs> <laughs> the traps of the, uh, 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 the, uh, the UAE look kind of crazy. Because, you know, it's high rises and shit. People got all their laundry and shit yeah, hanging off yeah. the balcony and shit. Yeah, it looked crazy. But, you know, that might be where we have to go. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, getting, it's getting dark. This American shit is bad, bad. Yeah, plenty of gas over that. <laughs> Unlimited moment. gas. Unlimited. Gas was, uh, when I got it um, in the rave, gas was three ninety eight. Yeah, and I jokingly was like, "Damn, we should uh, we should set up some gas suits <laughs> back in America. <laughs> we can just get this shit through customs." <laughs> I'm like, "No, we can double our money hey, with this smell." Yeah, <laughs> old petrol. Ain't Nigga got Ziploc bags of gas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm trying to stave off some of this inflation back at the crib. You know what I'm saying? The Mid-Atlantic region is getting ravaged with gas. Yo, bro, shit. Gas half the fucking price over that motherfucker. So, yeah, man. It's, it's, uh... I don't know. I, I like, I, I really, I really at times just can't even believe where we are. To, to see the gas, to see the violence, to see the... Like you said, a nigga was chopping a nigga on 76 the other day. Broad daylight. Broad daylight. Like just to Followed see, him off the exit. To see the aggression, to see the violence, to see the, the, the gas shit, to see the food, and to turn around and y'all is like, I know you bitches ain't get rid of them babies. Y'all got us fucked up. Like, Talk about prioritization. Yeah. It's, it's just, damn, like America really, really might be. Yeah, this stinks. We might be. What's your, what's your word, Dan? We fried, man. <laughs> we fried. Deep fried. Like deep fried. Temporid. Yeah. yeah. We fucked up, man. It's bad. Bad. I, 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 you know, and we've all been here for long enough to where it's so wild. But like, yo, they was talking about it the other day. Do you really remember when gas was like a buck? Yes. Yeah. At the Delta 88. Yeah. Funny color blue drone. Yeah. Lighter than this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was in that joint. I can really shout out Sam and Ju yo from Jules Block and shit back in the day. I can really remember Sam and Ju telling us like, "Yeah, we about to go. I'm about to go get gas over Jersey. We in Penrose. <laughs> he like, I'm about to slide over Jersey, go get gas because it was only three dollars. Yeah, to exactly. go across the toll, and you can go over there and fill up for one oh seven because gas over here was like one eighty. I'm gonna fill up over there. Yeah, shit. By the time I hit three gallons, I didn't already save my toll money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm at a plus. Everything yeah. past four gallons, I'm plus money. Yeah. This is how this is how four Fortune 500 companies <laughs> <Exactly>. operate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dog, five dollars was gas money. I can really remember your man getting in the car and giving you a pound. Take me up north real quick. Right. Go grab this weed. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Gas money now is a hundred dollars. <laughs> like real shit. Crazy man. I filled up the GT the other day from a quarter tank in DC. That shit was a hundred and eight dollars. Oh. hundred and eight dollars. Lee purposely left the truck on like eighteen miles to empty the other day. It was like, cause I she cause I took it to go get a tenant. Yeah. She was like, okay, yeah. Um, can you take my Jonah to go get a tenant? And I'm like, I kind of knew something was up. <laughs> something's like, a foot. Something's a foot. Cause you ain't doing shit. <laughs> I was like, whatever, I take it. I get in the John. That shit was like, bing, bing. I'm looking at it like, <laughs> I should put $9 in just, just to get to the fucking tent place and be back. Just to be the fuck smart. I went and filled that bitch up, dog. That shit was 84 bucks. I'm just like, God damn. Like, $85 to fill up a car is, is just is just downright disgusting. It's terrible. So, and, it's, and the reality of it is, is nobody's making more money. No. To no. offset some of these expenses. No. They not even necessarily giving people uh, cost of living annual cost of living raises no more. No, to come to work. No, we, we ain't got it. Cool, we ain't got it. And everything's going backwards. Where like people are paying more into their pensions, people are paying more into their health care, people are paying more into social security. Everything, mm -hmm. taxes go up every fucking year. It's just, it's a disgusting time period. To have all of this going on, and like I said, just to round it out, like to be to where y'all main focus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know y'all don't think y'all, because you, you you done had six of these joints. You ain't going to keep just coming in here having a board. Like, it's like, what, yo? Like, terrible. That's where we at, man. 
I got nothing else. Yeah, I got nothing else, man. Um, you know, like we said, to start the show off, we in uh, Wilmington this Sunday, May 22nd. Church for the Wild podcast, Nerd Molly. Make sure y'all pull up, man. Get y'all tickets. Go to officialtrp.com. Uh, video be up on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, disregard this, but video be up on YouTube Friday. Um, yeah, man. If you're not on the Patreon, get on the Patreon. It's a dope resource. We're building a community. We're going to be revamping the Patreon, putting even more content, more resources on there so everybody get more bang for their buck. And uh, that's what it is, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. TRP, we out. We out of this. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.